Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at How Stuff Works. And today I have next to me writer extraordinaire Jonathan Strickland. Oh, you're just trying to butter me up before we get into this. <laughs> yes, uh, you know... I wanted to go at this a little different. We have sort of a sensitive topic to uh, to discuss today, but you know, I you do a lot more traveling than I do. I, I do a lot of traveling, and uh, you know, there was one other thing I was thinking about, and that's how the government is changing the way we travel with our electronic devices. Yes, uh, for for example, for example, uh, one of the things that I saw not too long ago was that the government is now allowing special kinds of laptop bags. Mm-hmm. Which I thought is really cool because, you know, un- unlike before, if you don't travel that much, what they make you do is if you're flying, you have to take your laptop out of your laptop bag. And the reason for that is if you've got, I, I guess they assume that you have a handheld PDA, you've got a cell phone, you've got an iPod, you've got, you know, all these other things in there, your Game Boy, your PS3, your Atari 2600 that you have, right. you know, that you're going to plug in. Your and and, uh, you know, they can't really see if the laptop itself is what you say it is. Right. So you take it out of your bag. And, you know, if you're like me, when Jonathan traveled to uh, CES with me this past year, he had to watch me as all this, the junk fell out of my bag. And, you know, I had to struggle to put everything back in. Well, mm-hmm. now you don't have to do that. You don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. You can buy a specially made bag. And it basically, I guess, zips in half so that you have one section that uh, has the laptop in it. But you, you open it like a clamshell right? so that they can the, – the TSA agents can scan it without you having to remove it. And then you can just put it back together and zip it back up and you're gone. Right. You don't have to worry about all this it, stuff. It doesn't – yeah, it's designed so that things like your power cord and other things that might be in the bag – don't obstruct their view of the laptop. That was the main problem with with regular bags was that there could be other stuff there. And when you're looking at the X-ray, you don't have a real clear view of the laptop. That's why you had to take it out. Well, these bags are designed so that it, it gives you a really clear view of that laptop. Well, you'd want the uh, security people to uh, get a good look at the laptop, right? I mean, you don't want to arouse any suspicion. Oh, they'll get a good look at your laptop. <laughs> uh, before I get into this, um, Uh-oh. before I... Before I before I go off here, let, let me uh, put my helmet on. Yeah, you might want to might want to put up the fireproofing. Um, first of all, we should go ahead and say that what we're going to talk about here is international travel. This does not uh, this does not cover interstate travel. Um, you can travel anywhere within the United States, and you're going to be you're not going to have a problem with what we're about to talk uh, about. But if you are Probably. going out of the country or coming back into it. There could be some issues. That's because the Ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco has essentially made a ruling that states that Border Patrol officials, federal agents, can confiscate and withhold any and all electronic devices that you may have with you and search them for any and all evidence of a crime. Now, that and and without probable cause. There needs to – you don't have to look like you are shifty. You don't have to you know, fit a profile. In fact, profiling is specifically one of the things they're trying to avoid doing, although there's arguments over whether or not that's still happening. Well, that's good because I look shifty. Yeah. 
Well, they'll probably stop you anyway then. Okay. Um, yeah, whether you're a United States citizen or not a citizen, uh, they can – the government officials can take your electronics um, and search them for evidence of a crime. Now, one of the big issues here is that it's not easy to find evidence – on electronic devices, especially if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, you can hide evidence. So it takes time. You know, you can't just boot up and say, well, let me look at the file directory and see if there's something on there like blowuptheworld.com or, you know, it's not that simple, right? Right. So that means that often they will have to take it to an off-site facility and they can hold it for as long as they need to until they're satisfied that they have completely and thoroughly searched your devices. And you don't get them back until they're done. And you may never get them back. And and it's any crime. It's not even a specific crime. So theoretically, they're looking for something that might clue them into to terrorist activity. I read in the, in the Washington Post that uh, Secretary uh, Michael Chertoff said that um, terrorist materials are often found on laptop computers. They're often electronic materials, which is, I guess, what prompted them to, to make this, this ruling. You'd think, except that the case where this ruling came from, which was uh, Arnold versus the United States of America, by the way, Arnold <laughs> lost, um, <laughs> to a three-nothing decision, no less, a unanimous decision by the Ninth Circuit Court. Um, it, it was actually a child pornography case. And child pornography is horrible. It's terrible. It's a blight. But it also serves as a great way to champion this kind of uh, approach of taking devices away without any probable cause. Uh, now, in that case, uh, Arnold was coming in from the Philippines um, and officials saw some stuff that looked kind of suspicious to them. So they decided to look at his laptop and see if there was any uh, evidence of child pornography on there. And that's what kind of precipitated this whole discussion. So we are talking any crime. Now, granted, the, the spin on this is yes. You know, we're looking for, for signs of terrorist activity or, or plans to try and head it off. And, and that's a very noble thing. You don't, you know, you don't want terrorists to act no. within your country, obviously. But it's it's a blanket that covers everything. So let's say they take your, your iPod and they f- think, hey, there's no way that this bald-headed, tattooed guy has Britney Spears' album on his iPod. <laughs> He's, there's no way he bought this. He must have downloaded it from a site. And they can look through everything. And if they think that you have violated <laughs> but stolen material on your laptop, you could be prosecuted for that. You know, Out of nowhere. You know you're going to have to get rid of the uh- – the illegal Britney Spears on your iPod. Now. Yeah, Christina Aguilera is next. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's not even limited. I, I, you know, under further reading, I realize it's not just your iPod, your flash drive, your computer. They can actually take paper materials from you and do the mm-hmm. same things. Anything paper, uh, even your pocket, what they're calling pocket trash. Right. Uh, you know, receipts. a Post-it note with something written on there that might give them a clue that you're up to something. Um, you know. The part where it says download a legal copy of Christina Aguilera. They could take your digital camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they could take your cell phone. They could take your cell phone and, and search it, get all the contacts off of it. I mean, this, this extends far beyond just the individual who's under surveillance at this point. I mean, it's everyone that that person has come into contact with electronically, essentially. Right. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. 
Well, let me ask you this. Yes. I've read some articles that suggested that people in other countries, um, the site I found it on was, uh, I think actually the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, they were talking about how, um, people who are, you know, people in Canada and the United States along the border, they a lot of times work closely. Employees of multinational corporations do a lot of travel. Um, and in this particular case, they were saying that the, the corporations were starting to warn people, you know, look, be careful what you take with you because if they take it and you don't get it back, then, you know, you're stuck. And, you know, if they don't happen to have, if they don't have any probable cause, if there's nothing on it, but they still take it because they have some suspicion that there's something going on, all of a sudden your business computer is gone. Right. Um, you know, do you think this will hold up under pressure from international organizations uh, you know, international corporate entities or governments that pressure and say, look, you know, 99% of the people that you're going to, to, uh, to investigate are probably going to be okay. I, right. I don't know the exact numbers, obviously, but you know, most, the majority of people are, are all right. So do you think that, uh, they'll soften it somewhat or, or something like that? You know, I hope so. I really, I really and truly hope so. But I know that a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses are already taking the approach of this is going to happen. So let's try and plan for it, which is, is a terrible thing in my mind because it essentially means that you're resigned to the fact that this is going to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope that pressure from both inside and outside the United States will will cause people to rethink this decision and, and revisit it. Um, it was the Ninth Circuit, so it could go higher, but this was uh, the second court in a row to to make this particular decision, which second appeals court, which does not bode well. Usually if there's two appeals courts that that make the same decision, it's not going to go higher than that. It, it rarely gets to the Supreme Court in that case. Okay. So I'm, let's say I'm traveling internationally mm-hmm. and I'm not up to something, but I have something that I might want to keep private, like, a, I don't know, like a patent that I'm, I'm considering applying for a secret invention that I've, you know, hope that will make me millions of dollars. Your or freeze next... ray is just not going to work. <sighs> I'm telling you, dude, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Or maybe it's a screenplay or a book that, you know. I'm, or love letters or anything. Or love yeah. letters to your freeze ray. Sure. You know, that I just would rather not everybody have a chance to look at. But, you know, that's not anything bad or, or that I'm really worried that uh, will get me convicted of some kind of crime. What would I do? All right. Well, there are a few things you can do. Uh, now, we at HowStuffWorks, of course, don't condone any criminal activity. This is really just talking nope. about a concern for privacy. Don't but, try this uh, at home, kids. Right. Let's uh, let's leave it to the professionals, something like that. Yes, let okay. them try it at home. Well, there are a few things you can do. Okay. Such as? Well, the easy one would be, I don't know, leave it at home? Yeah, leaving it at home would be a... A good choice. Yeah. Um, leaving it at home yeah. if you if you if you absolutely don't need it, uh, and you don't you know if you're worried about losing it, then I guess you can leave it at home. Now, granted, that's a bad choice for anyone who's traveling for business or really does need their equipment. There are other choices. Uh, one of them is to partition your hard drive um, and put in a dual level of encryption. Uh, this is essentially hiding information on your computer. The the first level of encryption is meant to allow someone the opportunity to say, hey, there's some stuff on this computer. And then 
they can, you know, you can give them the login or password or, or make them figure it out if you are really mean. But, uh, once they get into that level, they look around, see that there's nothing really bad there, and then they don't even see the partitioned, uh, second encrypted level. That's where you keep all your secret stuff. Is so it like a false bottom in your hard drive. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I know this sounds really sneaky. Um, but one of the points a lot of the, uh, the critics of this policy make is that the bad guys are already doing this stuff. This is really hitting the people who, who just don't know how this works. So, I mean, it's kind of a, a tricky situation, but there are other things you can do. You could, you could wipe your computer absolutely clean. You could save everything to the cloud. Uh, we talked about cloud computing several times right, on this right. podcast, but save it to the cloud, wipe your computer clean. You go through the border. And when you get to where you're going, you can go reconnect to the cloud and get your information again. And same thing when you're coming back. You'd have to wipe it, you know, save it to the cloud, wipe your computer again and, and travel. It's sort um, of like the uh, digital equivalent of uh, an offshore account where you store all your, uh, you know, secret funds or whatever. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to say that you have to go through these sort of precautions, but if if it's a real concern of yours, if you're worried about losing your uh, electronic devices for an indeterminate length of time, it might be worth pursuing. Yeah, and uh, you know something else to think about too. Not only would we not recommend that you try it, but if you think about it, if you try something like that, especially if you're not <laughs> guilty of something, it's going to make you look guilty. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so yeah, you have to balance out that that privacy versus the the risk of make, uh, bringing more suspicion on yourself. Sure. And it's a tough situation. So if you want to read more about this subject, check out our article. Can the government take my laptop away? At howstuffworks.com. We'll talk to you soon. Give me that. Okay. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?